0: At this time, when the mental health needs of our communities is becoming more acute, Mile High Behavioral Health Care has been standing as a longtime beacon of hope, assisting over 250,000 individuals since its work began. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. Mile High Behavioral Health Care also serves as an umbrella for programs supporting the LGBTQ community, such as the Denver Element, or supporting individuals and families through the COFAX Community Network. With this being Pride Month and Pride Weekend is well underway, we learn more of the support, services, and outreach of Mile High Behavioral Health Care from its prevention program manager, Grant Scoville.
1: Uh, Denver Element is our LGBTQ plus part of the organization. It's kind of our, our our queer wing of the organization where we do substance abuse counseling. We do mental health counseling. We do sexual health trainings, We do a ton of different social events and really try to build community up overall.
0: I, I guess we've been hearing so much about the pandemic going on uh, the last year or so. Um, HIV is still around, and still uh, people are contracting it. they still need help with it. Am I right there? are you all still seeing uh, uh, people coming
1: coming to you for assistance there? We have one program called prep, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis. And prep is kind of like birth control for HIV. So it's a way that you can help prevent HIV just by taking some of the same medications that you would take if you were, living with HIV. Sure. And so since we have a program with that, we actually saw a a downturn in how many people were trying to get that because they were being a lot more cautious about their engagements with people. And so they didn't see it as a necessity to have that, that pill every day to make sure that they wouldn't contract HIV because they were simply not people. Sure. Uh, but now we've seen a big uptick in people interested in PrEP again because they're they're engaging with stuff again. They feel safe to go out into the community again. Did you
0: find it probably a challenge trying to get your message out to people during the last year and all they could think of were the cooties from COVID-19?
1: You know, it's interesting in a lot of different ways because we did see a uh, a lot of people not have as many STDs in general or STIs in general uh, because they were not engaging in in risky behaviors nearly as much because they had such a large concern about the pandemic. So the
0: pandemic kind of helped <laughs> in a way to slow things down and and people to get their lives into a little more perspective. Then, right?
1: It's amazing what kind of perspective the pandemic put on a ton of things from interpersonal relationships to, uh, to community relationships to uh, views on a lot of different people across different communities, especially with all the other turmoil that's happened in the past year.
0: Some views have changed or views have become more positive than because of the pandemic.
1: A lot of people are more cautious about what germs are in general. Uh, and I think that put a little more perspective on, well, if I'm worried about germs, what about some of these other things like bacterial or viral infections?
0: As COVID-19 gets a little more under control, will these new habits and perspectives about HIV and everything else, the,
1: will that concern continue then? I think to a degree it will, although a lot of people are so eager to get back to their lives. And so I think a lot of people will be quick to forget some of the stuff that we all experienced over the last year. Um, particularly folks who were maybe not as careful about things, uh, weren't as concerned about the pandemic in general.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also do some uh, transgender support there under Denver Element 2, I think is correct.
1: Not only in Element do we have services for folks who are transgender, but also we have under our Mile High Behavioral Healthcare umbrella have the Transgender Center of the Rockies. Uh, And that is specifically for gender affirming care, specifically for folks who are uh, gender diverse in some sort of way, gender expansive, non-binary, et cetera.
0: Are you finding that uh, because the center also helps a lot of youth, are you seeing an increase in
1: transgender youth? Uh, We actually have a lot of parents reaching out to us in that particular department because they want to best or find the best ways to support their child yeah. who is, is questioning gender or uh, finding that they are transgender or gender nonconforming, which we have seen a large uptake in that just in general because I think mostly of acceptance, like larger community acceptance of, of gender expansive folks.
0: So what do you say to parents then? Um, I'm sure they've they got lots of questions, but they probably come to you and say, hey, we don't know where to start. Or what's the one thing that you say to them that they need to know to make sure that they're going to be headed in the right direction and they give the support to their young person that they need to do?
1: First thing that I usually say is just listen to them. Try to absorb what they're saying and listen for content more than than the exact words that they're saying because they might not have the vocabulary yet to convey exactly what they mean when it comes to, you know, gender diverse experience.
0: Is that a thing of trying to communicate feelings? And the younger you are, like you said, they don't have the vocabulary to translate it yet. And so uh, 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 context becomes a heck of a lot more important or just the feeling how they expressing the words becomes a lot more important. Folks
1: communicate in such vastly different ways Uh, and we can kind of break it down into body language, into tone and into what the actual words that we're saying are. Uh, And that's why sometimes it's harder to talk to people over text because you lose all of the body language and you lose all of the tone in someone's voice, which is why emojis are such a big deal now. Because you can convey some of that emotion, some of of what your intentions are with the words. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so absolutely you have to take the entire person into account, how they usually act, if they look nervous, you know, all that sort of thing. And that's not just for youth. It's also for adults. A lot of adults still don't know necessarily some of the, the nuances yeah. of, of these things. And especially for adults uh, coming out as transgender later on in life, that can sometimes be a hurdle, um, particularly because a lot of gender stereotypes and gender norms growing up might be very different than what they're experiencing when they're coming out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you ever hear from or have you, uh, from uh, companies or organizations who may have transgender employees as to how to manage it with other employees that are there? What rules to put into place? How? What perceptions to use? Do you ever hear from the business community about how to handle that?
1: Indeed. Sometimes we have uh, different organizations coming to us asking for training on how to support their employees, how to better serve the community as well, because they do support uh, trans and gender diverse communities. And they just don't know where to even begin
0: So much change is coming out of the COVID-19 thing, you know, trying to get things done in in new ways. And so that was one that had popped up that I had read about. Marsha's Closet, is that uh, an organization or just an outreach where you help uh, transgender people pick the right uh, attire for themselves?
1: Yeah, so it's all about finding gender-affirming clothing for folks. Uh, Gender-affirming is is what the Transgender Center of the Rockies is all about, being gender-affirming with uh, using the correct pronouns for people, uh, uh, calling people by their, their name, not their dead name, uh, so the, their chosen name or the name that suits them the best, um, just making sure that we're making gender-affirming decisions as an agency and also talking to people in a gender affirming way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that is that one of the messages? Because uh, this is Pride Weekend that you want to convey to the to the community at large is to continue the acceptance that they have started and keep relating to people in a gender affirming way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, some people are scared to ask about pronouns yeah uh and pronouns for those who who aren't familiar with them uh is like he him his for traditionally male pronouns uh she her hers for traditionally female pronouns and they them theirs for gender neutral uh, pronouns and so people can choose a variety of pronouns outside of that, though it's so affirming and such a wonderful thing when You have pronouns that you might not look like, he, him, his, Mm -hmm. and people use those pronouns for you because you've asked them to. It's one of the most affirming things that you can do for anybody in the LGBTQ plus community. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, help this novice out here. So if I write you something, the way we've been going back and forth with the emails trying to set the interview up, should I have put he, him, or the same gender-affirming Uh, that you use behind your name, should I have done that in responding back to you, done the same thing with your name?
1: Um, It's not necessarily a requirement, though it is a very affirming thing, because then that opens up the sort of comfort, saying like "I, I recognize that pronouns might not match names. For example, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. I don't necessarily relate to uh, the the binary gender mm-hmm. profiles I suppose um, and so I put behind my name in my email uh, pronouns they them theirs it helps other people understand that not only I would like them to use they them theirs for me but also I'm available to talk about some of those things yeah. and I'm a safe person to talk to
0: well, I'll tell you what, I've got some straight friends that do exactly that. They're starting to put those uh, uh, affirming things behind their names as well. And so I find that very interesting.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's a small thing that makes a world of difference for folks. This Pride Weekend is going to
0: be a lot different than last.
1: There are different prides throughout the entire month of June now, which is a new sort of Vibe than we've had before because we used to have the one big weekend. Sure. Now we have almost every small city is having their own pride celebration. It's much more broken up, but in a way, that's actually kind of nice because then you might be able to meet more people in your personal community. Sure. So like this last weekend, we had, uh, I think, Broomfield Pride. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. There's also Black Pride. There's Liberation Pride. There's all these different... Uh, different prides coming out of the woodwork a little bit, which is beautiful because it's showing a lot more of the diversity of our community, as well as giving people more of an opportunity to celebrate in their own way, potentially even in their own backyard. Um, And then some of the things that are coming up this weekend through the center, they have what's called hubs. Instead of having one large festival, they're having uh, several smaller ones at community hubs so that people can Stay a little more socially distanced. It's a little bit safer, and it's a little more guided toward what you're looking for. For example, there's a family pride at the Denver Museum of Nature and Science. Uh, There's the uh, Jewish Community Center is hosting a pool party. Stuff along those lines. So there's a lot of things going on all over the city uh, just this weekend alone.
0: Final question I have for you is that... um, has Mild High Behavioral Healthcare Care been uh, affirmative with the community there about getting the COVID-19 shots? What's the message to them to make sure everybody gets vaccinated?
1: One hundred percent. We have actually hosted several vaccination clinics for folks. Yeah. So people could come here and get the vaccine and learn more about it. And Um, We provided food and all that sort of thing because here at Mile High Behavioral Health Care, we really believe in having the vaccine, uh, being really safe with our entire community and giving everybody like the opportunity to be safer and have education about that. Education is so important when it comes to prevention of anything, whether it be STDs or or a pandemic. Grant Scoville,
0: Prevention Manager of Mile High Behavioral Healthcare, has been our guest on this edition. On our next, we will explore the work of an organization under the Mile High umbrella, the Colfax Community Network. That's next time. For this time, I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay in your game, and mask up anyway. Keep your distance when going out and get vaccinated for full freedom. And many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.